Oh, on that so it's in that yeah. plaza. In the plaza, that, yeah. That really scared the crap out of me. Where the liquor store. Oh, I'm keeping that one in. Set your phases to sexy. Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds. This week, we take a look back at 2022, and because we don't like to do best ofs, we do favorites. So there are some of our favorite movies, TV shows, books, comics. Not toys. Not toys, because that will be the domain of the collector-verse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you have something you want to talk I about. I know nothing of toys. I don't talk about my toys. You can talk about your toys if you want. <laughs> All righty. But before we do that, we have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. Hello. We have Jen. Hey. And we have me. Hi. Hi, Brent. Hi. So uh, let's start off with Ryan and the news. I got to get my phone out now. Boop. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Okay. Let's start with the new trailer. I know some of us have seen it. I don't know if Kevin did or not. But we got a trailer for Evil Dead Rise. Oh, I saw that was the out, but I didn't watch it because I'm not a horror movie guy. I do not want to see this movie at <laughs> all. Like We, we the, just watched the trailer with Jen. Yeah, the, credit, like the, the name of the movie hadn't even come up yet. And I was like, nope, don't want to see this. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Is it comedic nope. in the vein of the old Evil Dead movie? It's not comedic at all. It's gross. Mm, yeah. Um, it's more in the the vein of the the remake from uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, that we're probably more in the vein of Evil Dead, like the first one, which wasn't as comedic as yeah. Evil Dead Two and right. Army of Darkness. So just you know, more you know, yeah. There's Deadites. There's the Book of the Dead. There's all going to be a lot of blood. They don't sing and dance like in the musical. No, oh, that's so good. I love, love that the musical. musical. That would make for an interesting movie. Like Evil if they Dead, could pull it off, yeah. Evil Dead the musical, the movie. Oh, you're gonna lose your phone in the couch there. I wish they at least that they just like released a recording of one of the plays, like one of the stage plays. Oh, as a film, like to watch and record. And I've got the uh, soundtrack. Yeah, I have the cast album too. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's that coming, and okay, so we have. Uh, a bit of a, I guess we have some updates, I think, if anybody's, I don't know how close you guys are following the story. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Mm. He uh, he got hurt. Kind of yeah. ran himself over with his own snowplow, or the snowplow ran snow over. Plow, oh. Well, it? it's no. like a, one of those like big ones, like a, it's like, like a, a track vehicle. It's like um like a, it's, it's like almost like a ski hill groomer, like, yeah. like a yeah. snow trail groomer. He was in, it's was, a plow. He's in Nevada, so I'm like, I doubt that they have snow plows there. Mm, they do oh, in, like, in the, the mountains. mountain areas yeah, and like, stuff like that. Yeah, there's snow where he is. Like, he's, he's up in Reno. Isn't like, he? and, he's, he's, and he's, um, 
where he is is kind of can, can get out of way and can get snowy. I guess he's got a history of helping the local police. I guess he's a local deputy. He's been deputized even. <laughs> Good for him. Um, but I guess he's he'll go out in his uh, snowcat. I think it was a snowcat. Yep. And uh, we'll go and find you know stranded people on the roads, and we'll try to do some plow the Imagine that and... you're you're stuck in a ditch, and fucking Hawkeye pulls up in a, <laughs> yeah. in a like so, tracked vehicle. So, so how so, did he get run over by his snowcat? They haven't really. So here's what said. I heard. This is what I heard. So it was his nephew's car. They were trying to pull out. He got out to talk to his nephew and the machine was still running and it started moving so he tried to jump back into the moving vehicle and didn't make it and ran over oh. ran over himself yikes yeah i didn't hear that it was relatives yeah i, I heard it was I, a nephew everything i heard it just said he was out helping strangers i heard it like his neighbor like i'm sure the whole story will come out yeah. at some point but uh, all I do know is, yeah, he he was his leg did get caught under the blade, uh, and one of the people that helped him ended up having to try a tourniquet onto his leg to stop, you know, to hold the, back the yeah. blood because uh, and also like some leg. some chest damage too. He, and, and like, in a coma got, for a while. Uh, I, I don't know he that was he was in stable briefly. but critical yeah. condition. Yeah. But yeah, he did get run over. He, well, he must have got run over because otherwise, how do you explain? Yeah, that the, he had like chest, like major chest injuries, and yeah. Uh, but he's been tweeting and putting videos out from from intensive care. Because uh, at the time of recording, it's his birthday today. Oh wow! So yesterday he posted. Some, I think it was yesterday or the day before. So Thursday or Friday posted a video and it said uh, a, a kind of crappy day turned into. An okay, uh, uh, an okay day because his sister and his mother came by and they had a spa day in intensive care. Aww. And you see, they put like one of those uh, uh, shower caps, I guess, with the stuff to wash your hair in it. Yeah, on his head, and you see her like washing his hair for Aww. him in the in the hospital bed, and and I guess they did they did their nails. And <laughs> yeah, so I just saw the one Instagram day. post that he did when I guess he was. Yeah, I understood that that was like he had regained consciousness and he was that's why he had posted. Um, but I, I don't know, I could be wrong, I haven't yeah. been following the story that closely. But uh, yeah, yeah, he so looks rough. Oh, yeah. poor guy, like holy shit. I hope he's gonna make a full recovery. Here's hoping. Uh, oh, so there's a new Scream movie coming out, the six Scream Six. This one is taking place in New York City. Yep. Which will be interesting since the first time one is like in a major city. Usually it's a, either around a campus or a small town mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, and so the first one of the first posters is out for it. And uh, I bring it up because it's, it's, from a design standpoint, it's pretty cool. Nice little original. It looks like a subway map, you know, a transit map with the different lines and different colors. But it's all mapped out drawing the scream face. Oh, cool. Yeah, as a poster, it's re- it, it's a nice break from like... Those floating heads shots of all the, basically all the Disney movies for the last little while, Star Wars, Marvel, all have been using the same color scheme. Like, there's that meme of, like, I don't know what happens in this trilogy, but I'm totally lost. And it's the posters for, like, uh, Force Awakens, Aladdin, and something else that are all use the same color scheme, so they make it the same format. Poster design and, yeah. 
Uh, oh, so rumors out of Marvel Studios is that they are working on two more untitled Halloween specials. Oh, that fun. doesn't surprise me. First one got a lot of like good reaction, so yeah. So hopefully that's true. Uh, okay, and we get our first Tory spoilers for the Flash. I don't know if you saw this one or not. No, there is a action a toy set of a a little figure of the Flash, of Batman, and the Batwing. So Batman's jet. Okay. So I guess that's in the Michael movie. Keaton's or uh... yes. Okay. It's a Michael Keaton style Batman and a new Batwing because well he crashed his first one so yeah right. Uh, oh, Kevin, you saw this story and I think you might, Brent, you may have just recently read it too. Uh, there was a whole nice write up about uh, the Shira rights. Oh yeah, I hadn't read the story that you guys had. I I had come across the the right stuff on a video from a guy. I think it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Specter One. Mm-hmm. He's a former Mattel employee who who does like a lot of action figure things. And he talked about the the rights to Masters of the Universe and Shira and how like they're at this point they're a little weird and convoluted because yes. I guess Mattel sort of sold them off. DreamWorks like, has Shira, yeah, uh, but not He Man and uh, whatever company Kevin Smith's working with has the rights to He Man, but they can't use any of the Shira characters because DreamWorks still has the rights to that. Yeah. And then, like, when Netflix has, like, the movie and TV rights, I guess, for He-Man. But, they, but like, one of the, the weird things is, like, Mattel, I guess, sort of leases, has a lease on the rights. And, like, in a couple of years, that's up. So, like, other companies may be making He-Man toys in, like, another couple of years, which would be the... Yeah. So, who, then, is the owner of He-Man, if, if it's not Mattel? I'll see if I can track down that I video. Would have, I would have assumed that that was a work-for-hire, like, everything else seems to be, and it's like, oh, you work for us, you came up with this character, it's ours. It was one of those weird things that, like, they sold off the rights, I guess, at, like, their low point in the toy industry, okay. and I'll see if I can find the video and send it to you. But uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. You know, since we were wondering if you know in that Kevin Smith cartoon, especially with the you know, I think the next season they're supposed to have Hordak and the Horde. Yes, uh, and that's you know, how, how do you have that and not have Shira? Yeah, yeah. So so that would be like that's an interesting thing of where the rights lay because in the cartoons, Hordak and the Horde were the bad guys to to yeah. Shira, which makes sense. Yep. But toy line wise, almost all of the Horde is Masters of the Universe. Like, they're on oh, those yeah, molds no, I and stuff. Yeah, I, I understand why they can still be... It's probably one of those ones that kind of... Kind of like Scarlet Witch and yeah. uh, Quicksilver. There's probably some language which allows both Yeah, which was why the Horde it. and Hordak were the main villain of the Shura cartoon. Yeah. But there was no talk of He-Man or anything like that. But uh, yep, DreamWorks so, has the rights to Shira. They should really make more of that Shira cartoon because it was amazing. So good, that show. But Netflix, they don't like to do more than three seasons of anything, do they? Yeah. Well, there's more. Yeah, than three and that, that show of that kind book. of like had a definitive ending I to want it. More. Yeah. <laughs> it. Did she give us live action Shira? No, I don't want live action. That reminds me of how they were going to make a live action Sailor Moon. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here's a rumor out of the Y camp for Warner Brothers. 
Uh, apparently, they're looking to develop a reboot of the Harry Potter franchise. What? Yeah. Why? It made money for them once upon a time. If we do it again, we can make more money. But they tried that and it failed. No, no. They want to redo Harry Potter. Start over again with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh. It's... I don't. Why? I don't know. Like it's, it's not like you enough. can get closer to the. Well, I guess in the last movies you could get closer to the books, but that that's but, not a good idea. Like, so the characters, the aesthetic, the everything. That's what all the merchandise is based on. That's what the whole Wizarding World of Harry Potter is based on. Yep. That's what like they would basically have to redo Universal Studios to whatever the new movie is, and oh, I think well, that's just, a bad it'll still idea. look the same. It's just gonna be new actors, so they can tell the story over again. But then, yeah. what's the point? Cha-ching. Yeah, well, why don't they just do new stories in that world? Oh, well, they, that they means did they have to and, make new stories in that world. Yeah, but the, they did, and, uh, and unfortunately, they hit like the cross section of a shitstorm with a bunch of different people. Maybe they with should the last do new one. movies in that world written by competent people. Well, that and or maybe they should do new movies in that world that continue after the events of those movies, not prequel shit. Yeah, yeah. but that would require certain people to come back, and I don't think certain people would. Dan, or, I I get the feeling that like the main cast members of Harry Potter are quite fine never doing it oh, ever. Oh yeah, again. but no, they don't have to come back. To Instead of rebooting Harry Potter, you could do Harry Potter's kids at Hogwarts. No, but it doesn't even have to have anything to do with Harry Potter or, or his kids. It's just other kids. more kids at, at, at Hogwarts yeah. or other stuff in the Wizarding World. We don't have to... It doesn't have to follow them. Yeah. Now he's nothing. He's just a, an old man. No, he's just a forty-year-old guy working his, you know, working a job. Yeah. With yeah. kids. I was, I was half joking with somebody that like I feel that's why Daniel Radcliffe will take on like any movie he finds interesting at this point because he knows that at any point he can go over to Warner Brothers and like I'm ready to do the Cursed Child and boom it will be in production. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. That's yeah, true. Like if he ever accidentally squanders his fortune or like gives it to a Ponzi scheme, he's got that <laughs> safety net for the next. I would say probably he's safe for the next like five to ten years. Yep, he could he could do that I, if he I so chose. That. And I bet and I bet you if he was on board, you can get the others. Well, maybe what's not. what's her name? Uh, who played Hermione? Hermione would be the only one that Emma I might. Well, yeah, because she just no, not Emma Watson. Yeah, not sort of so. seems like she's walked away from acting at this point. Yeah, like or at least Rupert, temporarily. Rupert Grint, who played Ron, hasn't acted in anything since Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, no, he's been oh, in a bunch of things. He's, he's been in a bunch is. of stuff. He's been on but mostly TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He hasn't been in any movies though. Yeah, because I I thought that he basically stepped away from acting. Yeah. No, he's just changed course. He's been doing a bunch of him and uh, stuff the the and... dude who played Malfoy because he was on Flash yeah. for yep. like a couple seasons. Yep. No, but like I said, but, but I don't see any of them coming back without Daniel. Oh yeah, without definitely. But not. if Daniel, if he was on board, maybe yeah. Then I can see that because mm. I haven't seen I haven't seen Chris Child, so I don't know how, even how involved those characters would be at that their age would be. Since it's time travel and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, they're around. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, you know, there was there always has been talk too that they wanted to convert it from being movies to uh, a t- like a TV series, and do like news like every book is a season and stretch it out. 
Oof. So there's been that talk for years, I, too. So yeah. Again, I don't understand why they just don't take the world and make new stories in it like Star Wars. Or did. just like no. invest money in a bunch of good creators and create something new. Yeah. It's like the same, like, it, it, we hear the they keep talking about doing something new with Buffy. About every two years you you hear that. Mm-hmm. They're looking at rebooting it without Joss Whedon. Yeah. Which... I like is understandable at this at this point, given some of the allegations that have been leveled at him. But at the same time, is like ah, I I think that's a show that's very much of its time. Exactly. Like and, I love I love Buffy to death, and I wouldn't want. But it's also a lot older than Harry Potter. Mm. So rebooting Buffy at this point, in my mind, makes more sense because. Mm-hmm. Because it's been twenty five years. Yeah, exactly. It's been a very long time. Yeah, but do, just do something new. Yeah, like take no, a risk. They should and, definitely do something new, but they're not gonna. You know, it's, they or like, guaranteed money. Or do like a weird way of doing it is like do what San, Sons of Anarchy was. Take a Shakespeare play <laughs> and just like modernize <laughs> the concept and do eight seasons of that. Uh, okay, James Gunn has uh, come out and said that uh, before the end of January. We will be given a look at what the plans are for the DC movie verse, or at least the upcoming plans. Me, I'll believe it when I see it, well, no, or I'll get the, excited when I see yeah. it. Yeah, I believe that he's. Uh, they'll come out and say, you know, probably have one of those like press conferences or something. Like, and here's so we got this movie, this maybe movie, a little bit of a roadmap, and a Batman movie, yeah, and a Superman yeah. movie, and an Aquaman movie, and a Wonder Woman movie. Repeat. Yeah. yeah. The um, ad nauseum. I think the. The interesting thing that like sort of coincided with that is, did you read the Variety article on The Rock and his sort of like little bit of a power play he yes, tried? Yeah. It was uh, that was an interesting read. Well, did, tried didn't and we failed. mention that last episode? We've mentioned Something like bits of what we've heard, but yeah. Variety did like this big write up on it. Where okay, you got to explain now for the people who either so, didn't listen to the last episode or don't know. What according you're to about. this story, The Rock allegedly wasn't getting his way with certain things with Black Adam, including the Superman cameo at the end. And he went straight to the the head of Warner slash Discovery to get it done, bypassing like the chain of command, essentially. So bypassing and, the people that at the time were in charge of the DC movie films. Yeah, and some of them are still there, mm-hmm. like in the various film departments. But that did not go over so well. No, I can't and imagine. supposedly that's also why the, the marketing for Black Adam was maybe a little lackluster, but I don't believe that too, too much. This is like, even if you don't like the guy, you want it to You do still want to well. make your money. Yeah. 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 So it did sound like it almost sounded like he was trying to make a power play to kind of almost be the person in charge of the DC universe. Yeah, the, 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 before James he, Gunn was was officially put in that position. I mean, somebody needs to be. Yeah, it's like that—that's the whole thing—is that somebody needs to be. Yeah. Right, and now they do, and, and we'll see if he's part of it after this. Yeah. All right. Uh, Netflix announced one of their more popular series from this past uh, year. Uh, we'll be getting a season two, and that series is Wednesday. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You should. Neither have I. You yeah. should. And I, I want to watch it. Serena was telling us about it the other day. And, I, it was really and, I enjoyed it. And she doesn't really like the Adams Family. Yeah. Like, isn't like a big fan of it by any stretch, and she really liked it, so. Well, it's not, I mean, yes, the Adams Family are in it, uh, but, you know, 
Yes. And Serena said not very much. No, and like, it's not a lot of, it's not, if you are thinking back to the old Adams Family shows, where there's all the goofiness and all the stuff going on, the, yeah, it's not really that at all. Yeah. It's kind of like dark goth girl high school. Mm. Alrighty. Anything um, else? Yep. Let's see. Uh, my last little bit here that I've got. Uh, so Stephen Amell, uh, formerly Green Arrow in the formerly Arrowverse. That only has the Flash left. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Flash has its final season starting soon, and he will be making a return as Oliver Queen in that series. No word yet if he'll actually didn't be Green he, Arrow. Didn't Green yes, Arrow die? He died. He is currently. I think he pretty much ended up becoming the Spectre. Oh, interesting. So he could potentially come back. As, yeah. as, that's why he could appear as Oliver Queen and not necessarily Green Arrow. But, uh, yeah, he will be. It's the last final season of The Flash, and he will be appearing, and he will be appearing in the ninth episode. Yeah. He will also was talking about, um, because people have been asking him where the second season of Heels is, the wrestling TV show yes. he had. And apparently the, the, the companies that were making the show were combined, and now they're separating. And there is a, like, who owns what sort of debate. Yes. And his show is kind of stuck in the middle. It has, it's being it's done. Like, well, it, like it's filmed and it's like edited. July. Yeah. Like so. it's it's filmed, edited, the whole nine yards. So. Yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, who's his mommy and daddy are. Yeah. In the divorce. Anything else? That's it for me for news. Anybody got anything? I I thought I'd throw one little tidbit out of here because we we did mention it pre or the first part of this epic story. Oh, okay, is uh for those of you who are wondering about the the wrestling side of things, oh. Vince McMahon, who is currently under government investigation, who is also like left the board of directors of WWE and quote unquote retired, <laughs> did what any professional wrestler does and came out of retirement six months later. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. he boss hogged his way back onto the board. Oh, in spectacular fashion. So but when he oof. left, when he, air quotes, left, uh, he was still majority owner. Like the, It's a publicly traded company, and he's majority owner. So he can do, you know, he can walk in to, and vote and do whatever he wants. And that's basically what he did. Is yeah, he he uh, boss hogged his way onto the board, got three people kicked off. Yep. And himself and two of his cronies that he fired years ago. Or let go, yeah. yeah or, um, back onto the board, pretty much with the threat of, I guess, uh, well, their the media rights, rights are media up. rights are coming out soon, and there's lots of talk of the company actually being sold and possibly returning, like, returning to private, not being a publicly traded company. Yep. I. Uh, but yeah. he pretty much said, "I will not agree to any new rights signing off on any new rights or any sale. sales." That I am not involved in directly, <laughs> and the the other like, wow! If, if this doesn't sound any worse, because like he is under investigation for a bunch of stuff, is apparently part of it is the the company is uh, might be sold, and one of the apparently the prime like possible buyers is that uh, bank consortium from Saudi Arabia, the the one that owns the golf league, yeah. uh, IVL or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so they, which is basically owned by the Saudi government, uh, they they might be the the ones interested in buying, which would make sense given they've given WWE 
crap ton of money to do one show or like a couple so shows a year there. Four hundred million a show? Yeah, something like that. It like takes in more money than most of their other live events. Yeah, it, it, it affects their quarters whenever oh, they sure. they have one in it. So yeah. Um, if you are find this story kind of interesting, I highly suggest going over to our friends at Post Wrestling and uh, listening to the podcast that uh, John did with uh, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, which gets into the business side, not even touching the the moral side of like how this is just terrible. But yeah. hey, it was the I guess it was either go back into wrestling or maybe run for president because that's yeah. what people accused of sexual misconduct do, do in the United yeah. States. Yep. Um. Yeah, it would be really interesting too if they if they sell and it and the the Saudi group buys it. Yeah, to see what kind of changes would end up being put into the product, Oof. if any. <laughs> like, would they change a lot of it to you know to fit to their standards for their <laughs> for their TV, or would they leave it alone? Or, or they'd or, probably leave it alone or, just as a money maker for mm-hmm. them. But uh, yeah. Which tiny bit of theme park news um, okay. that might be of interest to you folks. I think we I might have talked about this on the last podcast. Did we mention Galaxyland at the West Edmonton Mall has reopened? No, we didn't because we uh, hadn't heard about that. I talked about this. I think I just talked about it in yes, our chat. Yes, you texted us. Oh, okay. So it was uh, they they've reopened Galaxyland at West Edmonton Mall with a new theme, and it is Hasbro Land now. So oh. all the rides are based on Hasbro themes, including a hungry hungry hippos bumper car ride, yeah. um, and a little train ride that is like a Monopoly dark ride. Uh, ah. uh, they have walk around ponies. And things like that. There is a my s- little ponies, not real ponies. Yeah, my my little ponies. Yeah, <laughs> they've taken the- real ponies. They painted them blue. <laughs> slapped not a sticker on their butt. There is another <laughs> theme park opening this year in the United States in Arizona, which yeah. is a state that doesn't have many theme parks, and it is Mattel themed. Yeah, I saw that because um, I've seen like uh, I guess the company that is doing some of the theming for the uh, He-Man portion of the park. Yes, uh, it was showing off like they've got like the the Gates of Grayskull kind of thing yeah, in their warehouse. Cool. Or yeah, there's also a Barbie Land at Mattel Park. Ooh, yeah. So if you're building Mattel Park, you need to build oh, Castle Grayskull in the middle of your and park. a Hot Wheels like, roller coaster. That's cool. But I, you know, like Disney has. Sleeping Beauties or which whoever's castle that is, Cinderella's, it's, isn't it? It depends which park you're in. Yeah. No, it, it it's different per park. California is Sleeping Beauty. Florida is Cinderella. Cinderella. Tokyo is Cinderella. France is Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So if you have a Mattel, you need to build Castle Grayskull, <laughs> and then off in the other corner, Snake Mountain. <laughs> that would be cool. I. Don't and foresee at, it. At uh, Disneyland, a couple of rides are going down for long closures, including Splash Mountain. They are de-theming Splash Mountain, taking the the Song of the South theme out of it. Ooh, probably a good idea. Kind of amazed they didn't already did the it. South theme in it? The, yeah, the Zippity Doodah. Oh. Yeah, the Brer Rabbit's right f- is the character from Song of the South. I haven't Br'er Rabbit, been there Br'er since Bear. I was. So it is becoming Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So it's becoming a Princess and the Frog themed ride. The other ride that's going down for a major rehab is the Rock and Roller Coaster. We haven't heard much about why it's going down, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the Aerosmith theme will not be there when it comes back up. 
Oh, is it that the? Oh, okay, I know which coaster it is now. Yeah, yeah, it's the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. You're supposed to be going to an Aerosmith concert, and as you ride the coaster, Aerosmith tunes get blasted at you. Yeah, that that was during that that like period where they had that big resurgence right it, that ride opened in 98 yeah because there's uh, that so, there was the arcade game yeah and you know armageddon had recently come out and they had the love theme in armageddon yeah. and so they were huge um you know but now steven tyler has some allegations against him so i think disney wants to distance themselves from it. well that and it's just super dated at this point yeah yeah um so i've heard rumors of everything from it becoming an incredibles themed ride to um, to maybe it could be D- Disney pop hits. I don't know. Selena Gomez. <laughs> I don't know. It, it would make sense for them to theme it under a property that they already own. Yes. Like I imagine they had to fork out some money to Aerosmith every once in a while. I don't know. Or or they licensed it for X amount of years and the license yeah. is up and they just don't want to renew it. Could be it. that too. Now the rock and roller coaster that is in Disneyland Paris They've already rethemed that. It's now an Avengers ride. Uh, it's one of the rides in their Avengers campus. I was going to say, is it Daft Punk themed? No, be it's, kind of- it's, it's um, Captain Marvel and Iron Man themed. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's Alrighty. the little bit of news that I have from the theme park world. Cool. Anybody got any other news? So that brings us to the meat of the show, which is looking back at 2022 and our favorite things from then. Uh, uh, Movies, TV shows, comics, books. Uh, Anybody want to go first? Well, I use an app called TV Time to track everything that I watch. Yeah. So I can tell you what I've watched. uh, And I didn't go to the movies that many times. No, neither did we. This year. Um, it looks like I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I've seen eleven movies <laughs> that came out in 2022, but half of them I watched on streaming services, not in the theaters. Um, I will say that my favorite in the theater experience that I had this year was the Batman. I Really? Yeah. I I liked the Batman more than any of the Marvel films, I think. Because if I felt like it was the first time, maybe even ever, that they captured the essence of the comic book Batman about a guy who's driven and a detective. And it just it felt like an issue of of a Batman comic or a run of a Batman comic. And I really, I really enjoyed the Batman. I would put that at my, at the top of my list of movies I saw in theaters. Um, other movies that I saw, like I, cause every, I think the only things I saw in theaters were superhero films. Or I think I saw death in the, death on the Nile at the theater too. Superhero films and murder mysteries. <laughs> um, but when it comes to things that debuted on streaming services as well, mm. I'm going to give a special shout out to Glass Onion. Glass know, Onion was great. Yeah. I know it had a one week run in theaters and I wish I'd seen it on a big screen, but Glass Onion was fantastic. Yeah, so we much watched fun. that on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, I'm, I'm also going to shout out Turning Red. 
I thought that. Oh, the Pixar movie. I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's great. I need to watch uh, it. It's a it's a set in Toronto coming of age story, but a girl who turns into a giant red panda. Uh, also, another shout out for Disney Plus: Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh yeah, that came out this year. Super fun, weird little movie that had no right to be as wacky as it was, and it really it was heartwarming and silly and funny. And uh, I I will uh, I will go to bat for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, and let's see one more that I should talk about. That um, what should I talk about here? Um, I saw Spirited. The Christmas movie with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, the that uh, was uh, what Will, Apple TV. Yeah, it was on Apple TV Plus. Uh, that was just a fun musical Christmas feel good kind of story. A nice, a, a different kind of twist on, um, on the Christmas Carol story. Cool. So those are some films that weren't by Marvel that I liked. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, movie wise, I did. I also saw. I, I saw a lot of movies, not a lot of them though in theaters. I either waited for the forty-five day window to come out, uh, so I could see them at home, or saw some through other means. Uh, but uh, I think my favorite movie that I saw this year, I wish I'd seen it on the big screen. I didn't get a chance to, uh, but the Top Gun sequel. Yeah, a lot of people went and saw it. A lot of people did really well. Um, it's a, you know, it's a cool. I think it's a better movie than the first Top Gun was. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And you know, yeah, I saw the Marvel movies. They were good. I saw the Doctor Strange what twice. Yeah, I think we saw it. We saw it twice. Now the second time was mostly because we went with a group of pe- with a group of friends for yeah. a friends farewell. How would I have normally seen that one again in theaters? Uh, probably oh, not. I would have just waited. Yeah. Um, Black Panther. I found it a little long. It's good, you know. But I had to get up in the middle of the movie and go to the bathroom and get a snack. <laughs> and you can't pause it when you're in the middle of the, in the theater. <laughs> um, and then well, Black Adam. Yeah, it's okay. I would say that for a majority of the movies that I saw this year. Black Panther was probably my favorite theater like mm-hmm. experience. Um I will say though that uh hands down my favorite film of the year was Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. Oh, that was good. That it yet. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, if you're a fan of Weird Al's sense of humor, it's great. Yeah. And and quite frankly, it was a it, exactly what I predicted it would be from the get go. It is not really a biography, obviously. It's the, a spoof. Yeah, and which makes sense for Weird Al of all yes. people. Uh, I also did see Violent Night, the Christmas action movie. Yeah, uh, and I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Weird was just it's so fun. And and well done for yep. that type of thing, is it? Because if you're going to do that type of movie, you really have to nail it well. It's kind of one of the reasons why I like Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite just nails that parody of black exploitation movies like to a T. Yeah. The same way that like Naked Gun does that type of things, and uh, Weird is quite good with that sort of thing. Who knew that? 
Weird Al had a feud with Pablo Escobar at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and had a long time serious relationship with Madonna. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, Weird was quite good, and the theatrical experiences. Black Panther was probably my favorite. I'm trying to think of what else I saw in theaters. Was it was just basically Marvel and DC movies. I didn't get a chance to see much else. Like I, I think I went to see like five or six movies this year. And the um, the other movie that I really liked that sort of got buried towards the end of the year, like was briefly noticed for a while, was Prey, the new Predator movie oh, on yes. Disney Plus. Yep, that, that movie's good. great. That was good. Ooh, I did see Avatar two last year. Yes. Yes, you did. It take, no, technically, I saw it this year. I saw it on New Year's Day. Uh, okay. Doesn't count. Save yeah. it for the twenty twenty. Well, that, that movie <laughs> did come out last year, but uh, I did close see it since enough. Last episode. So, you know, quick little review of it. Yeah, it's three hours long. <laughs> it's uh, it's a long movie. It's good. It's beautiful. If you like the first Avatar, then yeah, you'll like you'll probably like this one. It's yeah. More a lot of this, a lot of more of the same. Uh, looking forward to to the next movie and we'll see where it goes with the story. Jen? So I didn't really see very many movies in theater either. And honestly, of my list, none of them were great, I guess. Like, yeah. I was the way I kind of judge my favorites of the year is if all of these movies were sitting in front of me in DVD copy or Blu-ray copy and it was like you could only watch one of them like forever. All the rest of them are going to be destroyed. Which one would you pick? <laughs> I honestly, I would just be like, eh, let's call this year a wash and start fresh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess my, I mean, I really enjoyed watching Black Panther in the theater. Um, I didn't get a chance to do my review and it's been such a long time now since I've seen it that I don't remember enough to do a review, but um, it was okay. Um, I got to see the, the League of Super Pets. Oh, yes. How was that? Which was super cute. And I kind of want to watch it with you, Kevin, because there's probably background jokes that I didn't get that, like when we watched the Teen Titans go to the movies. Right. And you were cracking up and everybody else in the the theater was like, what's he laughing at? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was those little subtle nods, right? Yeah. Um, But I guess my favorite movie of the year is probably going to be Glass Onion. We watched it on, on Christmas Eve. That yeah, we weird. did it with a double bill with Weird. Yeah, we watched Weird and then we watched mm. Glass Onion. And uh, I really liked it. It was good. Yeah. But again, like, all the movies are just kind of like a meh. I hear you. Speaking of Glass Onion, have you heard that, like, I guess during like one of those Reddit AMAs or something like that, Ryan Johnson was sort of not ambushed, but... People kept asking him if they would do a, a Benoit Blanc movie with the Muppets. I would pay to watch that. And that apparently, cool. like he actually gave it like thought. Yeah, he was. That would involve getting Disney involved with Clemson. that. Well, that's the 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 thing he stated outright is like that would be the hardest part. But other than that, he's like his like quandary was: you either have the Muppets in a much more serious movie. Or you have Benoit Blanc in basically a Muppets movie, I, which you, I think would be okay. You could. I was thinking you do it like a coma dream, where it's like Benoit is is uh, doing a solving a crime of some sort, and he gets shot or something, and then the rest of the movie is his coma dream, which is him solving his mystery of his murder with the Muppets. 
Well, from the world of movies, we'll we'll move on to the world of TV, and uh, there was a fair amount of it this year. So much TV. So much much that we forget what came out this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anybody got any standouts from uh, their TV viewing that they wanted to talk about? Uh, sure. Before we get into the obvious of you know Marvel, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff, uh, Tulsa King, the Sylvester the Stallone, Stallone uh, uh, Prime uh, Amazon Prime series. Is it? No, it's a Paramount Plus, isn't it? No, it's. I think it's on Prime. No, I'll have I to. I think it's Paramount. It? I don't yeah. know. Either way, I get it through um, other methods, and um, it's good. That you, if you if you can watch it, watch it. The the trailer for it looked right up my alley. Yeah, no the the premise is really good. You know he he was a wise guy. You know he was a made man. He, yeah. He he took the no didn't take the hit. He took the hit in that he went down for twenty five years for killing somebody. Uh, he didn't do it. Mm. He took the rap for, for for one of the other higher ups and kept his mouth shut, did his time, was a good boy, and now he's out. And he's like a seven-year-old man and was expecting to be taken care of. And they're kind of like, oh, hi. We kind of thought you'd die in prison. Yeah, we thought, oh, (laughs) we thought, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Go to Tulsa. Start working there and start your own thing and uh, send us money back. And yeah, there's other stuff. Starts stuff starts to happen. Mm. Uh, he makes starts making his own little crew, when he, and there's a few familiar faces. But uh, yeah, it's he. Oh, Sylvester Stallone is knocking it out of the park. Like I can yeah. see him getting nominated for Best Actor uh, for uh, whatever the TV awards Emmys. are. Emmys and uh, Golden Globe does TV. TV Golden Globe as well. Yes, uh, I could see him getting a nomination <laughs> for this. Hmm. So there was that. There was like crap ton of Marvel stuff. Yep. Oh, I just found another um, non-Marvel one too. Oh, what, what I watched? What did you watch? Season four of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came out in twenty. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you really that dig came that show. Out in like March, so I totally forgot that I watched it this year. Yeah, <laughs> the show was so good. I think that's one of the side effects of like being able to binge watch because yeah. yeah. that one you could right like yeah, Amazon put it all up at one. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, season four of Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. Um, was probably my favorite show of the year, even though I just remembered about it now. I think my favorite out of the Marvel shows was probably Moon Knight. Oh. Oh, yeah. I would not agree with you. Uh, Ms. Marvel? Ms. Marvel would be my favorite for this year. It's a toss-up between Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk. I liked both of them. She-Hulk just hit the tone of the comic right square in the chest. Boom. Like, I knew I was watching She-Hulk. Um... And haters are going to hate. There was a lot of misogynist, terrible comments on the internet. And I love how they sort of became the villain of the show. Yeah. And that she addressed that kind of stuff head on. Uh, hilarious. I thought it was I thought it was a really well done um, sitcom. It took me a while to get into She-Hulk. I never disliked it, but it really took me a while because it was so different from all of the other Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think Ms. Marvel was my favorite Marvel, and yeah. then Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight's a very, very, very close second. I, I think for me, it's I really liked She-Hulk, but that last episode kind of like, eh. It's, endings are very important for me. If you don't stick the ending, it kind of like yeah, can like sort of ending. taint 
the rest of the show, even though the rest of the show was good. Oh, oh. well, wait until you finish Andor then. No, oh. they stick the ending in there. Oh, okay. They do no, stick the landing. Yeah, that, that's a good last episode. Yeah. Um, and the other non-Marvel show was uh, Sandman that came out this year. Yeah, right? Sandman so good. Yes. Yeah, I I loved Sandman too. Yeah, it was uh, uh, so well cast and so well done, and I'm really looking forward to more. <laughs> um, a couple of non-big franchise shows that I want to give some mentions to: Paper Girls on Amazon Prime, which unfortunately they canceled it. Yeah, but it was a great weird sort almost time, it was a time travel-y thing sort of stranger things vibey because it's it was a period piece set yeah well it's based on a comic by brian k vaughn yep uh, which i had read and uh, loved i also want to give a shout out to what we do in the shadows which oh is yeah. yeah i'm just watching the last season oh, now so, with the night club. so much fun so yeah. much fun um a show called the bear on disney plus which is a show about a young chef who goes back to Chicago, his hometown, to take over the family um, Italian beef sandwich restaurant. Oh, that's what that show's about. Uh-huh. I've seen it pop bears? up. Uh, the 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 reason it's called the bear is explained during oh, the show. Okay. You'll, you'll find out. Um, that's so well done. It's listed as a comedy. You probably won't laugh out loud, but it's it's intense and it's gritty and it's fun and it's angsty and i loved it the bear is is a really great show um my favorite reality show of the year the mole they brought the mole back and it's <laughs> on netflix uh loved it uh, i'm giving a sh- quick shout out to only murders in the building because yep. that's a great that show too a great show. um going right back to the beginning of the year kids in the hall came back yeah a comedy uh, Kevin the, sounds the like Legend he's... of Vox Machina for animation, like watching a D and D campaign play out as an animated series. So much fun! I, uh, season two is coming very sounds soon. Sounds like he's being played out of the Oscars. I, I know. I so many. <laughs> I, I more than, Star Trek more than, yeah, because uh, 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 and Peacemaker. We never mentioned Peacemaker. I thought that was a fun show. You know that what? We never actually show. finished Peacemaker. Yeah, that's because of we missed an episode. You didn't see the cow? We had two episodes left. You haven't seen the cow? We had two episodes left, and we just never finished it. Uh, Okay, so those are my non-major franchise uh, shows that I wanted to quickly mention, because my top two shows were Andor and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Love me some Star Trek this year. Strange New Worlds came out on top. Um, Prodigy and Lower Decks, both fun, really great storytelling on those shows, too. But... Nothing touched Andor this year. This is Star Wars the way I like Star Wars. It was gritty. It was it's it's about it's about the beginning of the rebellion and why people rebel. Oh, just so good and I can't say anymore because Brett and Jen haven't watched the end of it yet. Well, I haven't even watched the beginning of it. Yeah, it's uh it didn't it, I, I know a lot of people watched the first couple of episodes and went, "Oh, it's so slow, nothing's happening." Well, yeah, but it's deliberately paced that way, and mm. um, I might give it a shot another time. Oh, Just right I, now, I'm not feeling it. It feels like prestige television, yeah, uh, and it's a Star Wars show. So, yeah, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch it. I'm just not feeling it right now. So, and. Um, Willow has been improving. Let's just say that. I, I really need to watch Willow. I was so looking forward to it. And I just, I mean, I just haven't. I found the characters whiny and I didn't like them at the start. And I'm growing to uh, 
the characters are growing, and so you are you are yeah, growing yeah. with them. Yeah, uh, I have been enjoying that National Treasure Disney Plus show, mm. the one that uh, you can. So the the National Treasure movies. Have you seen those yet? No, I haven't, haven't seen, seen those. those. I think we, oh. so. Everybody this, keeps telling me I will really like them, but I have not watched them. Um, so this series is in the, that universe. Mm-hmm. Characters from those movies uh, have appeared. More than one now. Uh, Nicholas Cage hasn't yet, but his character was on the phone with another character, <laughs> one of the other like, the, his young friend like, that was the, the main one of the main characters from the movies was in an episode recently. Brent, what else Any have else? you watched? Uh, I I really got into a bunch of Netflix sort of like miniseries this year. Oh, uh, yes. Pepsi, where's my jet? Would yes. be would be one. Uh, I also really liked the the cyberpunk anime that they did, and enough to the point where I know you were looking to buy the game at one point. Yeah, and it just hasn't come down in price that I'm willing to do pain. it. Yeah, but uh, I missed out on. Um, there was not a new season of Nailed It this year, and I yes, there was. Was there? Yep, it was a Halloween season. Did I watch it? Yes, you did. Okay, then that's added to my list of shows Ooh. I liked. <laughs> uh, yes, and I have to throw out there because I've, I've... I love Nailed It. <laughs> it's been a geek pick for me. Lego Masters. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Those were so so much fun to watch this year. Um, that was probably my favorite reality TV show. I've been watching... I like cooking shows, too. And I've found a couple of new ones that I like. One is called Selena Plus Chef. And it's Selena Gomez. It was filmed during the pandemic, and they filmed it in her house, and they do a live video stream with a famous chef who teaches Selena Gomez how to cook something. Oh, cool. (laughs) And I find it really fascinating. And when I don't want to watch anything that requires too much attention, I will throw on Selena plus chef. See, my show, when I want to throw on something that doesn't require too much attention, I'll throw on Ridiculousness. Oh, the other one is Love Boat, because there's a there's a oh, 24-hour Love Boat channel on Pluto <laughs> TV. Yeah, I'm glad you told me about Pluto, because I do that a little bit with the, uh, the not the current slash last version of Ninja Turtles, but the one before that cartoon. Oh, is that which on there? It, it, there is, I can either pick episodes, or I can watch the streaming channel of yeah. it, one of the two. Just waiting for somebody to do that with Night Court. And I've just been binge-watching Bob's Burgers. Uh, Bob's Burgers. I'm on season four already, and I didn't start it that long ago. It's really good. (laughs) I'm still working on my geek list, and it's taken me two years to get through 1990, and I'm just coming up to the end of the year 1990. Yeah, I I think there's a a certain point where it's just going to bog down... I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're still having fun with it. I watched a Mystery Science Theater 3000 the other day. I've been watching some little bit of Quantum Leap. Mm. The old Swamp Thing TV show, which is so terrible, but it's fun to watch because it's so So Quantum Leap, I've seen bits and pieces of it because it used to play on like the new VR when I had cable back in when I was a kid. And I never knew how it ended. And then somebody told me how it ended and I'm devastated. That would be me. That's why there's the new Quantum Leap and they're looking for him, I think, aren't they? Like... I haven't watched this. Yeah, but apparently he's not going to be in the show. So he's either lying through his teeth or, yeah. I don't know. It does take place after Samuel Beckett, though. Yeah. Like, that character existed. So spoilers for uh, Quantum Leap, which is a For a 30-year-old TV show. So the whole show is him jumping through 
time and bodies trying to get back, and he never makes it back. Nope. Yeah, but there's a. So, okay, we're we're sidebarring here we're a totally little bit. Totally sidebarring. But there was a cracked article years ago where they went through like the worst endings of TV shows ever because I think it was around the time the the last episode of The Sopranos came out. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this is so bad. And they're like, no, that's not bad. You know what's bad? is the fact that J.R. was possessed on Dallas by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's in the last episode. Is he gets possessed by the devil. Like, there's that. There's, um, the last episode of How I Met Your Mother is was like pan. They, yeah. had, they redid it. It was do so you, bad. Do you remember Little House on the Prairie? Like the TV show? Yes. How did that Vaguely. end? It ends with them blowing up the town, so like <laughs> developers can't get it or something like that. Oh gosh! Like they blow up the entire town with dynamite. <laughs> There's that. There, um, Alf, because the, oh, yeah, the, the whole the point of Alf, right, is like. The reason they take him in and yeah. don't turn him over to the Air Force is there's an Air Force guy like right off the bat and like the first episode says, like, well, what would you do if you found an alien? Oh, we'd take him back to the lab. We'd dissect him, figure out what made him tick, all this stuff. So that's why they hide him out because they don't feel that's right to do to Alf. Right. The last episode, he gets kit- captured by the Air Force. So they guess what happened and- to Alf? <laughs> So they they did do two TV movies after that that like explain that he's still kicking around or whatever. But it's one of those things that like if you just watch that show like theoretically like the, there's that or like in the depressing side of things dinosaurs oh, dinosaurs okay. ends on such a down note <laughs> the, the meteor hits oh, everything's gonna be okay and then the meteors start to hit. Oh. I had uh, Alf comics when I was a kid. Did you so, have the one where he's uh, humping a seal? No. That's actually kind of worth money. Yeah. No. <laughs> there's, there's a cover where it looks like he's like trying seal. to force sexual relations with a seal. No, I did not have that one. <laughs> it falls um, in like this weird subcategory of comics that are worth money due to sexual innuendo. I was trying to do a nice clean segue from yep. TV into comics, comics of the year, and you made it dirty. Yep, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, there's a couple of them out there. There's a bunch of Archies like that. Yep. But uh, before we get away from those bad endings, um, <laughs> which one of the Bob it's the one of Bob's that Newhart keeps on shows? Segwaying. <laughs> where he and then he wakes up and that whole show is just that was Newhart. Yeah, it was Newhart. That the was second brilliant. one. Yeah, but it's still it's a brilliant, but it's also bad because that whole show you just watched for seasons now was just a dream. Yeah, it's like the whole. It's like uh, Saint I Elsewhere. It. Yeah, where it was all just in a snow in a snow globe. Well, it's a, it's in the imagination of an of an autistic, autistic child. Kid, yeah. yeah, like. But the the worst part is that like, have you ever read that article about? What other shows oh, no, are yeah, in that connected universe? Oh, okay. We did a whole yeah. podcast on that. <laughs> yeah, the Tommy Westfall universe. Yeah, because yeah. it it goes yes. deep. Yeah, we did a podcast episode on Ooh. on fan theories. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Because my favorite fan theory is still Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord. Yep. <laughs> Getting back on anyway. track with 2022. Even though I provided the perfect segue. Yeah. Yep. Um, then we'll go for a free for all round of comics and uh, books, books and, books and other such things. Literature. Um, I'm gonna leave it's the literature things. <laughs> and here's where that sort of weirdly falls apart. My favorite comic of the, of the year: Do a Powerbomb. 
from uh, Daniel Warren Johnson and Image. It is a comic that is it uses wrestling for as the medium for the story. Yeah. But it is so good. It's so deep and it has like family family relationships and Is this the one where the has to wrestle God? Yes. Thank you for spoiling it for everybody. Sorry. That that That's that a is issue a, though. Yeah, well, the, the, I, I'll talk about it a little bit. Jen hasn't read it yet. Well, now I don't have to. Kevin just spoiled it. Okay. You don't know what happens. No. So, and, and I won't go too deep into it, but, like, so the, the second to last issue, they reveal that they have to wrestle God. Yeah. Like, pro-wrestle God. Well, and they find, so, and in pro-wrestling, in that, well, here... Pro oh, pro-wrestling is, scripted, wrestling is you, you real. Know, it's, it's fake or whatever. Yeah. It's staged. You know the outcome. You work together uh, in this other world, and then on other worlds, pro wrestling is real fighting. Mm. It's like MMA, uh, and so this wrestling tournament that these humans get brought into, uh, they have to like you know go out there and try to you know hurt people and like not protect the person when you're doing moves to them, and there's no staged you know, outcome. And right, so it's, it's pretty good. But the, the art yeah, really, really, there's a lot of energy to the art. When they reveal that they're, they're that they have to wrestle God, yeah. I was like, oh, what? But in that last issue, it like, oh, it's, it, it is yeah, treated so well yeah. and so good, and just punches you in the face with like feelings. Yeah, that it's it's worth the the trip. Yes. Even if you don't like, it's it's interesting. Like it was one of the books that like. We hand sold to a lot of customers this year. Like you should oh, yeah. try this out; it, it'll be completely up your alley. Like I, I think you'd like it, Kevin. Like even with like not a love of pro wrestling, it's just a really well done story. I like a good story, and and the art's fantastic. Like yep. his style of art's really good, and you can tell that like he's he's a guy who treats all the subject matters involved really really well. So. Yeah, and there's a few little write-ups in the back when you start reading about how he actually became a fan of pro wrestling and then his attachment to it. You can kind of feel that in the story. Yeah. Uh, but my my favorite book of the year, other than that one, uh, would have to be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, so the story, I know we've talked about it before, but it's like, you know, Okay, well, one of the tur- the three of the turtles and some of the al- their allies have died in the fight with with Shredder over the years. Uh, there's one turtle that's left. He has been wandering the world, training and kind of lost, and now he's come back to New York for you know on a suicide mission for revenge, to avenge his family and take out Shredder's grandson, who's now ruling over New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a little on the dark side, but it's really well written. The artwork is really well done, and it's a just yeah, it's a it's a good turtle story. Cool. Yeah, it, it it sounds cliche, but it's the Dark Knight Returns of Ninja Turtles, right? Like it, like you can pick it up without having as long as you know who the four turtles are, yeah, you can right. read it no problem. And it's a great book. I think my favorite book of the year uh, for comics has been uh, Twig. Twig was really That's a good. great book. A yeah. beautiful book. It was yeah. so cute. And a, and a fun story. Yeah, and it's such a good story because it was basically the story is um, how those mythical objects that people are trying to find get to where they need to be for the person to find them. Mm. And that's the job of Twig. <laughs> I 
I always advertise that is like if that comic had come out like twenty years ago, thirty years ago, it would have been a Henson movie. Yeah, yeah, like it's got it's that feel the right to aesthetic. it. It's drawn that way. Yeah, it's yeah. got the right aesthetic for that. Mm. It's a, like the when I read through it is. Like, there's two parts of it. Like, oh, this is a fun story. It's really well put together. The other part of me is, like, cynical. Like, why why isn't this a cartoon? Why isn't there plushies? Like, th- this yeah. is a merchandising machine. Oh, yeah. I I also say that about uh, Fosgett's Bodie Troll, too. Yeah. yeah. As, like, I look at Bodie Troll, I'm Bodie like, there, so why close. is there not, like, Funkos of this thing everywhere? It just lends itself to that. But And Bodie Troll's so cute. Yes. Hmm. It's a good aesthetic. I did not read a lot of new comics this year. I've gotten back into comics in a way through the I purchased subscriptions to both uh, DC Unlimited and Marvel Infinite comics. Uh, so I have access to thousands of comics and I am making my way through the classic Silver Age of both companies. So, um, yeah. But, but more old school. I'm, I'm reading real old school stuff. Uh, I'm reading books where Superman treats Lois Lane terribly and where she just fawns all over him and every story is her trying to land him as a husband. Um, and in the one old Wonder Woman stories, Steve Trevor asks every issue why they're not going to get married anytime soon. And she's like, we've got to once once there's no crime left for me to fight, we can get married. So her job's never done. Uh, there's a lot of that in Silver Age DC. Um, Silver Age Marvel is a little better. Eh, a little better. There's just not a lot of women in Silver Age no. Marvel. There's Sue, Sue Storm and Janet Van Dyne, and that's pretty much it uh, yep. for the first couple of years of Marvel Comics. Uh, I've just. Uh, oh, oh, and Jean Grey has just appeared, too, from what I've been reading. So. Um, oh, so are you reading like Ditko era Spider Man then? Ditko like era the- Spider Man, um, Kirby and Lee Fantastic Four. Where Mr. Fantastic's a dick. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Human Torch had his own run in Strange Tales. So, uh, oh, I'm, so I'm reading Dick. Uh, the Strange Tales book was first half would be a Human Torch story, and second half is a Doctor Strange. Yeah. So Ditko, Doctor Strange. Um, and then you've got, I mean, everything else is, is Lee and Kirby, really Thor and, yeah. um, uh, the Avengers. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to read. It doesn't always hold up, but it's still fun to see where all these characters came from. Yeah. Jen, you are the, the main book reader out of the, uh, the three of us. Was there any books that stood out to you this year? So I didn't keep track of my books like I have done in the past. So I'm guessing I read about 56 books this year. Holy crap. Uh, and some of those were volumes of manga. I read three books this year. Wow, that's three more than I read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think my top book for the year is called, I think I used it as a geek pick. It's All the Murmuring Bones by A.J. Slater. Or Slatter. Um and I read another one by him or her, too, whose name completely escapes me right now. But anyway, All the Murmuring Bones was a really interesting Irish folktale type of thing. So it takes a lot of, like, uh, mythology and, and uh, you know, fairy creatures into this world where um, basically the family that the main character uh, is part of 
owes its wealth and fortune to the the mermaids that live in the ocean because they've imprisoned one of them and the story is of the one the last of the of this family who does not want to belong to this family anymore basically trying to break the curse and um move on with her life so um yeah i read a lot of good books this year uh alex e harrow and it's alex a-l-i-x uh wrote a couple good books uh, i read um the Thousand Doors of January, I think, a couple of years ago, which was amazing. And then I just got to read The Once and Future Witches, which was uh, about uh, a group of three sisters who are descendant of witches. And they are trying to basically bring witchcraft back in a world where witchcraft is frowned upon. Um, and I continue to love everything by V.E. Schwab. Uh, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue I read this year. And I also read Gallant by her, which was, I think both of them were my geek picks at some point. Yep. Um, so I've, I think at this point now, I've read almost everything that V.E. Schwab has published. Wow. She's amazing. She's so good. She's been, uh, some of her books have been turned into comics. Yes. Uh, from uh, Titan. Yes. I have a couple of, the, the, I've read the books that, that got turned cool. into comics. So uh, yeah, those are my, uh, my top books for the year, I suppose. Um, I should do a better job of uh, making a list this year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, close things out on this episode, uh, let's look forward to 2023 a little oh. bit. We're doing that, are we? Just a little bit. Is there anything, any movies or uh, shows anybody's really looking forward to? Or comics or books or... Uh, a couple things I'll throw out. Um, Picard season three, because it's the Star Trek The Next Generation reunion we've all been looking forward to. Yep. Um, Dune chapter two. Ooh. Yep. Oh, yeah. That would be the movie I'm most looking forward to on the big screen. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a go to the theater movie. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie. That's looks the one I'm yep. most looking forward to. Hilarious. I saw the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for yeah, the Barbie movie? Yeah, we, we talked about it a couple weeks yeah, ago. I I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the Barbie movie. It looks funny. I already told Brent he does not have to see it. I will go with Karina. Uh, I might go see it. Uh, the New Little Mermaid. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. The remake. Um, sorry, I just Googled movies 2023, and now I'm just looking through the list. <laughs> Craven the Hunter? Well, it's, I don't think it's even started filming yet. Okay. I don't know. But it's, it's got it. a release date oh, uh, already also set. Also, Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, that's another one. And with the Craven, I've seen places where it's like, oh, top movies for 2023. And they show like these posters. And there's that next installment in Ghostbusters that's codenamed Firehouse is on people's list for like December or something like that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure... It's not coming out this year, considering I was reading it's not going to start filming until March. Yeah, well, it's a, a film YouTube film guy that I like, Dan Merle, went through like everything that was coming out this year, and like there was a bunch of them in it that he like stipulated. It's on like the list from the the film company of like this is the release date for it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. Yeah. There's the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, yeah, yes. that looks yep. good. That looks fun. And the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh-huh. Yep. There are three Marvel movies this year. Yes. Uh, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, and 
Ms. The Marvels? Oh, The Marvels, right. Yeah, that's the, the one Marvels. everybody's kind of forgetting about. But again, it's, I don't even know if that one is There's another it's, Shazam been on that. No, oh, have they? Yeah. Yeah, Shazam. Comes Shazam. Out in a weeks. There's Shazam and Flash and Aquaman from DC this yeah. year. Though. Yeah, Shazam. I'm looking for and Blue to. Beetle. Yep. Yeah, the that's the the one <laughs> we kind of all forgot about was going to be a thing is still, and it's been confirmed by James Gunn that it's like it's still going to come yeah. out. Now HBO Max canceled. They didn't. Well, they haven't. They didn't cancel the show, but they said they're not going to air it. The new Batman animated series, Cape Crusader. But it's being shopped, shopped around. around. Yeah, but so there's a bunch of stuff like that. Nobody seems to be wanting to put money into picking because right. there's, there's that. There's the Grendel series was shot and filmed for Netflix. Yeah. It's not happening now. There's a now. Gremlins animated series coming out. Yeah. Um, we talked about it, I think, and I'm just trying to figure out which network it's coming it from. Amazon? No. And I think we're getting a season two. Uh, I think it's uh, whatever the Warner Brothers one is, because I think it's Warner HBO Brothers. Yeah. There's uh, the second season of uh, The Legend of Vox Machina. And I think Invincible's season two is coming this year. I believe so, yeah. And there's one more movie uh, the new Pixar movie, Elemental, or What If Elements Had Feelings. Yes. Because for every <laughs> Pixar movie, it's What If Blank Had Feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Elemental looks good, too. What if Elements had feelings? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff for us to cover. Yeah, oh, so I here's think hoping so. that the movies of 2023 are better than the movies of 2022. Um, and we get more opportunities to go and see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for, like, a, another outlier. Like, something that I'm not expecting to get to see. Like, here's a movie we didn't talk about. And I think Ryan might be the only one of us who saw it this year. Is nope. Yeah. Yep. I, I wanted to, and I just never really got a chance to. It's got to be on something that I I have too. So <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So yeah, twenty twenty three is uh, movie wise is looking like it's going to be pretty good. I think so. Now we just need to uh, have the movie theaters not charge us fifty dollars a movie. There is that. <laughs> well, there's. There's also that Cinepass and stuff like that, too, that yeah, we we'll should look have into. we to look into that and see if it's worth it. We just have to yeah. make sure that we go see at least a movie a month, basically. Which we typically do. Mm-hmm. Didn't this year? Well, no, we didn't this year because this year all the movies sucked. <laughs> well, but I wouldn't go has... that far. We just got, there was also periods where we got really busy. Yeah, I know. But there was a lot of, uh, yeah. even the past couple, like November, December, January, I was looking at the app going, oh. I don't want to see any of these movies, but I'd really like to go to the movies tonight, but mm-hmm. there's nothing good playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, 2022 leading up to the municipal elections was... Uh, That's also true. Yeah. But don't have to worry about that now till 2026. Yeah. Oh, uh, Indiana Jones 5 comes out this year. Oh, yeah. There's a... There's Fast a, 10, I think, comes out this yeah, year. Yeah. Willy Wonka prequel. I don't give a no shit about that, to be completely that. and utterly yeah. honest. Absolutely no desire I'm, to see John Wick Chapter 4. Ooh, that one I want to see, because Donnie Yen's in it. Why don't they do a Willy Wonka sequel where it's grown-up Charlie running the factory? Winnie the Pooh, Jug- Blood it, and Honey. Because no. it would be mostly Charlie like sitting on his cou- therapist couch <laughs> after the trauma induced by the first film. See, that wouldn't be a bad movie. Yeah. Mostly done oh, to flashbacks. Has, so, also looking forward, has anybody other than Jenna and I seen the trailer for Renfield? 
I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Just noticed Renfield was on this list. It's of movies coming this year. Nicholas Holt is Renfield, and Nick Cage is Dracula. Yeah. And he is like Nick Caging the shit out of it's, it. It's kind of got the same vibe as the What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, but not really. There's the Meg 2. Yes, that looks interesting. The Trench. Creed 3. That's got to be coming soon. Expendables 4. Yep. Yep. Now, nothing, so now we need something five. <laughs> Indiana Jones five. Oh, yeah. You're going there to see Meg go. two, Creed three, Expendables four, Indiana Jones five. What do we have? Six. Do I hear six? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, the Fast and Furious is way beyond that. Yeah, ten. no. See, we got to make our way up to Fast and Furious ten. <laughs> we did six, seven, eight, and a nine. Which we might be getting a trailer for this week. Yeah. First look at. I don't there care. There's some images with uh, Vin Diesel and stuff. Is he a good guy in this one? Is he a bad guy? I, I think he's, he's him. He was he's a good guy in the last again. one, but they kidnapped I, the child he didn't know about. I don't, did I watch Ooh, that there's one? An, that was the one before that. Oh, there's yeah. an action adventure Christmas film called Red One, starring Dwayne Johnson and J.K. Simmons as Santa. Yeah, I did hear about that. I believe it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Anyways, that is our look at 2022. Uh, geek picks. Anybody and got one? Although this episode, episode was all geek pick. Geek pick. So. Well, I did go to the interactive Disney oh, yeah. Art of Disney that? exhibit. Um, so they told us to get there 15 minutes before our entry time, and we were late. So we didn't have a lot of time oh. to uh, look at the pre-show exhibits. We were just sort of ushered right into the main show, and it was nice. Um, was it $55 nice? Uh, I don't know, but I'm not upset that I paid for it this time. It was, it was good. Um, you're in a big white room. Uh, we were able to stand up on this platform above the main floor so we could see the projections on the floor as well. There were cool. interactive projections on the floor. So like during Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, it looked like autumn leaves all over the floor. And as the kids ran across the floor, the leaves would scatter. It was really quite cool. Oh, neat. Um, um, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice thing. Um, nice day out. Yeah. Um, would I do it again? Probably not. <laughs> but... Uh, but I'm not upset that I did it once. Yeah, I've always wanted to. It's not the most glowing of reviews. No, but it was fun. It was fun for once. And they've had like those interactive Van Gogh and Monet, and I've always wanted to go to one of those. But I did go to an awesome gaming store while I was in Toronto that day. Have Which you one? been to Meeple Mart? Mm. No, but I have seen it pop up in my feed. It's on Spadina. It's Spadina, just north of Queen, uh, in sort of Chinatown, and it's. A uh, huge, huge store full of board games and RPGs and war gaming stuff and models and card games. And yeah, if you yeah. like games. Maybe when the weather gets a little warmer, we should do a Toronto road trip day. Yeah. Maple Mart was fun. So yeah. There you There's go. also a place called Little Canada, I think it's called. Yes. But I kind of want to. I kind of want to go there too. I That's in Dundas so Square. So badly. Yeah. I didn't know it existed, and then I really want to go. Because <laughs> I love miniature things. <laughs> yeah. So that was my geek pick. Alrighty. Anybody else want to throw one out there? 
Don't I, uh, just right. any of the stuff that I, yeah. that I talked about earlier. <laughs> for, uh, Something by V.E. Schwab. That's yeah, my for, for our listeners, we're recording this late. So, yeah, and we also had a slight technical difficulty <laughs> with it, which uh, sent us even later than mm-hmm. scheduled. Two of us are dozing off. Um, the one thing that we should mention before we go is our patrons. Yay! Yay. Patreon.com slash True North Nerds. Uh, couple bucks gets you in the door. Um, we are trying to do a little bit of extra content here and there. Um, you got a Christmas story music thing from me earlier last month. Um, I, I have an idea for a podcast that I'm going to be doing that's going to be patron exclusive. Uh, hopefully Ooh. starting in February Ooh. that I might be uh, just me or occasionally with other people but uh, yeah there's a couple things and, and talks uh, to himself <laughs> it's a uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys off air the awesome. the uh, the it's title gonna, of it it's gonna be a podcast with Brenton and Petra <laughs> where basically Brent talks to himself because Petra is a cat yeah <laughs> So, uh, with that, uh, special thanks go out to our patrons, Drew Parent, Karina, Rhino Vision, Alex James, Team Woods, who also do uh, truenorthnerds.com, which we are very thankful for, uh, Mike Hammond, Gavin, and Rex. Uh, just to let you guys all know, as we stated last episode, uh, your support has been greatly appreciated. It means this year uh, the, the podcast is self-sufficient. Yeah! is all we've we've ever kind of wanted is to be able to do this because we do it for fun we don't do it for profit but now it's not going to even cost us anything so yeah um thank you very much so well so very much it's not going to cost us anything in terms of that sort of stuff the uh the field trips that we are planning so if anybody who's listening is not a patron and would like us to go in more nerdy field trips uh patreon.com slash true north nerds yes three dollars a month yep mm-hmm. all right Also, if you have any suggestion of nerdy field trips we could do let us know yeah okay? we've got a couple ideas but it's also matching up schedules and stuff yeah you like can go to true north nerds.com i think all of our contact info is there or find us on facebook instagram true north nerds at gmail.com yep all that fun stuff and uh, i'm also working on uh setting up an interview for uh the podcast for this year too Ooh. with the yep. Uh, a, a uh, somebody whose name is quite well known amongst comic book community mm-hmm. people. Excellent. So, yeah, uh, just working out times and dates. So that's uh, going to be part of it. Uh, but until uh, two weeks from now, where we're going to be covering something. Yep. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 